Welcome to the Muckle Teal Football Show. My name is Miles. Team number nine on the 32 team countdown to the 2022 NFL kickoff. The Denver Broncos. And let's play the question game that we have right now for the Denver Broncos offense. After two big offseason moves at the two most important posts in NFL football, head coach and quarterback. So they hired head coach, Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who many thought that signing meant Aaron Rodgers is coming to Denver because Roger had been pretty effusive in his praise for Hackett. Um, but then the twist. One day, Aaron Rodgers re-signs with Green Bay, and later that day, Denver trades for Seattle QB of the last 10 years, Russell Wilson. They send off a couple of first-round picks, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, basically nothing to get an elite quarterback, but he is 33. I mean, you could get a decade of first-round picks and not get a franchise quarterback, so I side with Denver. I'm a Seattle fan, though. We'll talk Seattle tomorrow. We'll talk Seattle tomorrow. Uh, So for Denver, it's time to play the question game, as I said. Can Russell Wilson work within structure, within timing? Will Nathaniel Hackett make him do that? (laughs) Was Seattle holding Russell Wilson back with their conservatives, some conservatism and their run-first approach? Or was it a necessary limitation that they put on Russell Wilson because they knew? Because they knew something that maybe we didn't. And another question, was Nathaniel Hackett really that important to Aaron Rodgers getting back-to-back MVPs last two years? Or was Rodgers always going to go back-to-back? Was Rodgers always going to have this this late-career resurgence? I mean, after all, he's got two MVPs and a whole Hall of Fame career without Nathaniel Hackett as well. Who was riding whose coattails? A lot of questions, a lot of questions. This is the only new quarterback, new coach combo in the NFL this year. We do know this is an upgrade. That's one thing we do know. That's an answer we do have. This is an upgrade for Denver. They have been put into contention talks because of getting Russell Wilson. They've just, Denver's just had no luck this century getting quarterbacks unless they port them in imported from from other cities such as Seattle or Indianapolis. <laughs> I mean really, it it's true. I mean they they had Brian Greasy, Jake Plummer, Kyle Orton, Jay Cutler, all of that was kind of bordering on average, you know, respectable but ultimately average until finally they got Peyton Manning, went to a Super Bowl and then won a Super Bowl. Last few years it's been even worse than that. Post Peyton Trevor Simeon, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, actively bad, actively bad quarterbacks. And I know people praise Teddy Bridgewater to the heavens. I do not know why. He is the most boring quarterback in the entire NFL. If Teddy Bridgewater's on the other team, you know immediately if they're going to win or lose the game based on if the team is better than Teddy Bridgewater will beat the teams you're supposed to beat. He will lose to the other teams. So boring. He cannot do it. He, he He's a pure 
If it was possible to be 8-8 eight and eight anymore, he would be 8-8. Eight and eight. That's what the Broncos were dealing with last year. It was inevitable that they would have a middling record with Teddy Two Gloves. Um, another thing, so people say this roster is ready to win except for the quarterback. I do. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that this roster is ready to win unless Russell Wilson is a superstar again. Like, I feel like we're just putting too much into the, you know, we got these skill position players, Javante Williams at running back, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton at receiver. There's, you know, it's a middle of the pack offensive line. And it's just assumed that all of these guys are really good, except they're being held back by their quarterback. I'm no fan of Teddy Bridgewater. I'm no fan of Drew Locke. But also, these players haven't really shown it. There's an assumption that they will now show it, and they will snap to their full potential. But I'm just saying, they haven't actually shown it. And on defense, you know, they've got a hell of a secondary. Some great names, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Pat Sertan. But they weren't that good last year. <laughs> I mean... I just think Denver had some great games that makes people feel like they were really good, but they had trouble rushing the passer and they lose Vic Fangio, who I don't think was a, this is another case of excellent coordinator, bad head coach, but they do lose him. I I wish, I think Denver wishes they could just take Vic Fangio and put him at defensive coordinator because after all, it is the Vic Fangio offense or defense, the Vic Fangio defense that is spreading through the NFL like wildfire right now. It was a Vic Fangio defense that came to the Rams. It was a Vic Fangio defense now with the Chargers and Brandon Staley and just just everywhere. That too high, you know, stuff they've been talking about that that's confounding Mahomes and Josh Allen. That is Vic Fangio was kind of the guy who made this latest iteration. And it's, it's the hot stuff right now. And yet, he was fired as a head coach. Because I don't think he was right for a head coach. I don't think he was a good head coach. But it's just kind of interesting that a guy with kind of the, the new hotness uh, defense is kind of, well, you know, taking a year off, having fun, kicking up, getting paid, by the way. So, anyway, this Denver defense, good secondary players aside, struggled to get, struggled to get pass rush, struggled in the front seven, uh, especially to stop the run. They do get Bradley Chubb back. They poured it in, poured it in. I keep saying that Randy Gregory. Those are two players who can step up, but I am really not sure if they will. Then that is certainly no sure thing. You don't want to just say, Oh, they got Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory thumbs up. There's a lot of uncertainty there. So medium defense for the Broncos questions all over on the offensive side so it's time to pick that line The Broncos. The line for the 2022 NFL season is 10 and a half wins. Ooh, that's hot. There's a lot of hype 
around this team. They're already established uh, as a team just waiting for a quarterback, right? And quote unquote. And then they got a quarterback, Russell Wilson. So I can see why they're up here at 10 and a half wins. Though, in a 17 win or 17 game season, that's not quite what it used to be. You know, I, I, I'm having a hard time calibrating for the 17 game season. Um, the AFC West is very difficult. And I've already established the defense is not elite. The offense faces some legit questions. You know, I think it's time to work to answer those questions that I posed earlier. Can Russell Wilson work within structure and timing? No. <laughs> Take it from a Seattle Seahawks fan on this one, folks. Will Nathaniel Hackett make him work in structure and timing? Will it be an Aaron Rodgers dink and dunk offense? I don't think so. Just because Hackett did that in Green Bay doesn't mean he's going to say Russell Wilson has to do this. No. Presumably, Hackett's going to work with the strengths of his quarterback. That's what smart coaches do now. Will he be a smart coach? I think yes. So I don't think that he will make Russell Wilson do a stand-in-the-pocket timing and precision thing. Was Seattle conservatism holding Russell Wilson back? I think yes. I think Seattle's reluctance to throw the ball, build their offense in a modern way, gave them a ceiling that was, you know, it got them a good record. It did, it squeezed out the, the eighth and the ninth win, but it, it ruined their ceiling. Their ceiling was a wild card loss while they, while they refused to acknowledge that they no longer had the elite defense. They should have throw, opened up the throttle. And I, I truly believe that. Um, was Nathaniel Hackett important to Rodgers' back-to-back MVP seasons? Or was Rodgers always going to go back-to-back? I think Hackett was important. It's hard to remember now, but Rodgers was pretty universally understood to be riding off into the sunset after 2017, 2018, and then Hackett, 28, 2019, his first year with Hackett. It was pretty universal. The Jordan Love pick was weird, but it wasn't that weird. Everyone wasn't like, whoa, you know. Um, we were kind of like, whoa, <laughs> but not, it wasn't like draft. It wasn't like the chiefs drafting a quarterback this year. You know, it wasn't like that. Everybody knew. So Rogers getting back-to-back MVPs, I think does Hackett does deserve some credit for that. And, and it seems like Rogers has a genuine affection for Hackett. It was not destiny that Aaron Rodgers would get two more MVPs. So I feel like he plays a part. All that said, all of that said, I think that it will take a little bit for all of those questions uh, um, or all of the the root issues that lead to those questions to gel. I think that it will take some time and Denver will fall behind in the really, really tough AFC. So I'm going to take the under on 10 and a half and I, and I will feel wrong if Denver gets off to a hot start or if they get, you know, a big win over Kansas City or the Chargers early. Um, I didn't bother to look at the schedule, and I apologize about that when when exactly they're playing each other. But super excited for the AFC West matchups. So that that is my thing. I'm going to take the under on the Broncos at 10 and a half. They've just got too many things to sort out this year um, to compete in the highly competitive AFC. All right. My name is Miles. Thanks for tuning in to Michael Tia Football Show. We'll see you tomorrow for my hometown, Seattle Seahawks. Thank you.